if you are new, I want to say welcome to Refuge. I want to say welcome to Refuge if you guys are new. Uh, there's a bunch of new people here tonight, which is awesome. Uh, we are starting a series tonight that has been like many months in the coming, okay? Very excited about this series. simple series called Him and Her. And no wonder the place is packed out when you're talking about dating, okay? Seriously, typical teenagers. Um, anyways, here's why we're doing this series. Give you some background, okay? We're going to get in the Bible a little bit in a minute, but here's why we're doing this series. Because I believe with my whole heart, and I think we can all agree on this, that as a culture, America, uh, even the world really, we are like obsessed with like romance, okay? Maybe you guys are like, not me, I don't care, okay? Just, just hold on for a minute. But girls, we are like planning our wedding day. Pinterest has made that like more available than ever. Every girl has a Pinterest board about when that day comes or whatever, <laughs> Some of you guys do, but it's now one of those secret boards. You know what I mean? You can do the secret boards. Non-Pinteresters, I'm sorry. I'll I'll catch up with you here in a minute. But we're obsessed as a culture with romance. Let me give you a couple. You guys saw some clips there. Let me give you a couple uh, evidences of why I think that. Twilight. Who's seen Twilight in the room tonight? Okay. All the guys. Saw it by myself. Didn't want to show anybody that I saw it. I saw it. Okay, I haven't seen, like, the last two, but I want to. I'm just too cheap to go out to the movies and see them, and I haven't redboxed them yet, but I want to. So just so you know, I'm putting my cards on the table. But here's the deal with Twilight. Okay, let me give you, if you haven't seen Twilight, you've been living under a rock for, like, the last five years. Here's what Twilight is about. There's a vampire who wants to marry a human. Totally normal. And and he watches her sleep. Totally normal. And this whole cosmic crazy thing happens where her werewolf other lover is in the mix. And the whole movie is like this big thing where like they get married and then they have a baby who's like a half vampire. Maybe he's a full vampire. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie and I haven't read that book. But I don't know what he is, but he's part vampire at least. And it's all based around this love triangle of a werewolf and a vampire and a human. Okay, that's weird, and we're obsessed with it. Hunger Games, every girl, like, screamed, okay? There's, like, this, this death match of teenagers get thrown into this world of death, and, and then there's this scene in the cave where she's, like, nursing his wounds, and he, like, they, like, start falling for each other. And then there's this scene, by the way, not much has changed in a few centuries because, like, the same thing happened with Romeo and Juliet. There's this scene where they both don't want to die alone, so we'll just eat these berries of love, and we'll die together, okay? Stupid. And, 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 and I will say, it's romance, right? Like, let's not, we don't want to kill each other because then one of us would win and the other would die. So let's eat these berries of love together. They don't end up doing it. Spoiler alert. Um, but again, we, it's, it's whatever. As you see in our graphic, if you didn't know what that was, there's a movie that's based off a book by a guy named Nicholas Sparks coming out this week around Valentine's Day. It wasn't a coincidence, by the way, that we did this series around Valentine's Day. It's called Safe Haven. Guys, if your girlfriend just clapped, that's a mental note, okay? Just saying. Just helping brothers out, okay? But here's the deal. You got Josh Dumel, okay? Right? Is that his name? And you got Julianne Huff, okay? Guys are like, I don't want to clap, but woohoo, yeah! And of course, they fall in love. And there's this whole big thing. I don't know. I've seen the preview and it looks really epic. But at the end, she finds her safe haven in the arms of Josh Dumel. I mean, who wouldn't, okay? And that's like what we're all going to throw our money at on on Valentine's Day. Okay, I'm trying to paint a picture here. We're obsessed. And maybe you're like, I haven't caught the train yet. We've all been listening to songs. The first song you heard right there was from the Beatles, All You Need Is Love. Well, guess what? The very first song they busted out on the scene in 1962, guess what it was called? 
It goes, I want to hold your hand. Right? And he's telling a girl, I want to hold your hand. That was like super provocative back then in the 60s. But like, I want to hold your hand. It's like, and ever since then, decades upon decades upon decades later, all we're singing about is love. Every song has its wires based. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, everything goes back to love. We are obsessed as a culture with romance and love. Maybe you're like, I'm not on the train yet. I've been on some of your Twitters, okay, some of your Facebooks. Let me show you a couple things that I see all the time. You're like, I guess I'll be the third wheel again, hashtag forever alone. <laughs> like you really think you're going to be forever alone. You're 15. You're sitting in your room and you're like, forever, this is my life. Some of you guys take it a step further and you say, I guess I'll just be the hashtag cat lady. And there's a point, I guess, in your world where you think there's going to be a time where I live with hundreds of cats, and that's my com- those are my companions. There's nobody else. Okay, obviously, I'm kind of joking, but I'm trying to tell you guys. I think maybe you haven't bought into this yet. Guys, you're like, I haven't done any of that, not seen Safe Haven, haven't seen Hunger Games, even though you probably did, but you don't want to tell anybody. And you definitely are hashtagging forever alone and cat lady. But here's what I saw, like, numerous times on the Super Bowl last Sunday. I want to marry Beyonce. Dang. Right? Maybe it's not Beyonce. Maybe for you it's like Kim Kardashian, except when she opens her mouth and starts talking, you're like, shut up. Most annoying voice ever. So, guys, I'm trying to tell you, maybe you're not like all touchy-feely, like, I can't wait to, you know, have this girl in my arms around, but you're like, dang, Kim Kardashian or dang Beyonce or whatever fill-in-the-blank is for you. You are also thinking, if I could just get a girl like that, Fill in the blank. We are obsessed. We are obsessed as a culture. Everything we see, everything we're watching, everything we're listening to has its roots roots traced back to romance and dating and relationships. And so here's what I want to do. We're going to jump in tonight. And I just want to let you know tonight is very foundational. I'm so glad you're here. But tonight, before you build a house, what do you have to put? You have to put down a foundation. Before we start building and give you guys, like, tips, maybe you came here for tips tonight. Like, I want tips to, like, get that girl. I want tips to, like, make that dude like me. I don't know what you came here for tonight. But before we do any of that and we start talking specifics in the next couple weeks, we're going to be laying a foundation tonight that is super, 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 super significant. So I want you to listen up. But before we jump in, i got to give you guys some prerequisites. How many know what a prerequisite is? Okay? Prereq is something you have to know before you jump into the course. And so here's a couple things, prereqs of this series that you got to know about. Here's the first one. Uh, my name's Scott, by the way. If you don't know me, I- I'm a student pastor here at Hope. And a prereq about me is this. I currently do not date anymore, okay? I want to let you know that, okay? I've been married for four years, so I've been, like, out of the scene, okay, if you will, for, like, four years now. I've been out of the scene for more than that because Candace and I dated for a while. But I've been married for four years, and you got to know that. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. My wife's back there rocking it. Hey, Candace, how are you? <laughs> Talking about romance. Anyways. I don't date anymore. That's prereq number one. Prereq number two is I did date, okay? Candace and I, we dated for four years. I met her in 2004. We got married in 2008. We dated for four years. But here's the deal tonight. I just want to be tr- super transparent with you. Candace wasn't the first girl I dated. I dated some other girls, and here's what I want to tell you tonight, and this is super foundational for this series, is I did not date well. Like, 
I, I wish I would have sat in a him and her series when I was your guys' age because I did a lot of things that we're going to talk about in this series that were super unhealthy and that super hurt me and hurt the girls I was involved with and hurt my relationship with God, and I did not date well. And here's why I want to tell you that. You're like, okay, why are you, like, like confessing here? It's kind of weird. But here's why I want to tell you that. It's because I don't want you to think, okay, here's pastor guy, been married for four years, out of the dating scene, and now he wants to come tell us little kids how to not mess up. No, I want to try to give you some wisdom further down the road than you are to say, hey, here's some mistakes that I've made. Here's some mistakes some of your leaders have made. Here's some things that we've seen in relationships that we're saying, hey, roadblock, stop. Stop living this way. Stop pursuing that way. Stop doing what you're doing right now because it's unhealthy. So that's why that's, that, that, you got to know that. I did date and I didn't do it perfectly at all. Like I messed up a lot. And, even so, and it's even affected me today in some of the ways that I've handled relationships. And so you've got to know that I, I dated, but I didn't date well. Third one is this. This series, on purpose, is structured to make you feel a little uncomfortable. Some of you guys are like, dude, I know. My girlfriend's sitting right next to me. Awkward. Super awkward, okay? That's the point. We're trying to push a little bit on you and say, I want everybody in the room at some point in the next three weeks to be like... That is not lining up with how I'm doing my thing. Here's what we think. If we don't come into this place and we don't open up God's word and there's never a time where you and I go, wow, that is different than the way I am living. Then why, like, it's like, why do we meet? Okay, we want to look at the word of God. We want to see what he says. We want to be challenged by him. And we want to say, okay, course correction. Let's go a different way. And so here's what I want you to know. In this series, I hope everybody has a moment where they think, that's not what I thought. That's not how I am living right now with my boyfriend, my girlfriend, or what I think in a, in a future relationship. Maybe you're here tonight and you're like, dude, I'm so far from thinking about a relationship. I want you to take some notes in your head because like we said in the beginning of the series, 99% of students are either dating or they wish they were dating. Okay, so this applies to pretty much every one of you. So those are the three things you got to know. I don't date anymore. I've been married for four years. Marriage is awesome. And, 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 and that's what we're pushing you guys towards is we want you guys to have healthy, awesome marriages. You're like, I'm 15. I know, but one day that's probably going to happen. Most of the people in this room, if the statistics are true, you're probably going to get married. And we're saying we want you to do that in a way that honors God in a way that doesn't leave a just train wreck behind you. Also, I dated. I didn't do it perfectly, and you need to know that because I'm not just talking down to a bunch of little people right now. I'm talking from a little bit further down the road to try to help some people. And then lastly, I want to make you uncomfortable. Just to let you know. I want you to take some notes in your head, and I want you to think, okay, what is that one thing Scott said that makes you uncomfortable? Your small group leaders are going to say, okay, what was that one thing that didn't really register with you? And I want you to talk about that in your small group. Do you get with that? If you're good with that, give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up all over the room. We're good? Okay, awesome. Let me give you a little history of dating, okay? I'm going to give you, we're going to go back a little bit, okay? Back in the day, it wasn't called dating, okay? It was called courting, okay? How weird is that? What a weird word. Courting. Everyone say courting. Okay, say it like you mean it. Say courting. Okay. We don't say that anymore, right? That's like kind of weird and like ancient. Like, it's like Romeo and Juliet. They courted, you know, like my fair lady, I will court you, okay? We don't say that anymore. But here's the deal. 
There was this thing called courting. That's kind of what we see in the Bible if you really study it. Like, people made it very known. Hey, I'm going to go to this guy or this girl and and their parents. It's kind of going to be a known thing that I'm pursuing this girl. For me, if if I was courting Candace, and I'm going to pursue this girl. I'm going to talk to her mom. I'm going to talk to her dad. I'm going to talk to some people in her life. I'm going to get some counsel. I'm going to court this girl in hopes that there's going to be something else down the road. And once I see, like, red flags that make me think that nothing else is coming down the road, I'm going to say, okay, we're no longer courting. Okay, that kind of transformed and changed into something that we now call dating. Okay, dating is, is just kind of, it's a little more flippant. I think we can agree. Dating's a little more like, yeah, you know, we go on dates and uh, we're like dating, you know. We're just kind of dating. She's just like my girlfriend or like we have that conversation that makes it like official or whatever, however you guys might do it or like a no, check yes or no. I don't know how you guys do it. We, we, we went from courting to dating, and then here, here's now these things that have kind of come up in the last few, few years and, and really even kind of tail into my high school is we don't necessarily date. We just hang out. You guys get that? Like, like oh, yeah. You know, so, by the way, we're going to call two people in this whole series Bob and Sally. Here's why we're calling them Bob and Sally. Hey, I don't think anybody's named that in this room unless you're like 50, okay? But Bob and Sally are going to be our, our fake people. Because what I don't want to do is like say one of your names, and you're like, oh. <gasps> How does he know that? I don't. That's why I'm talking about Bob and I'm talking about Sally, because I don't think that's anybody here tonight, okay? So Bob and Sally say, hey, Bob, man, what's going on? Like you and Sally, I see you guys like tweeting each other and you got the little emojis and they're cute, you know? And, and, and like I see what's going on. Like are you guys like dating? No, man, we're just hanging out. Okay, what, do you, what does that mean? Oh, you know, dude, we're just hanging out. It's not really like a dating thing. We're just kind of friends, but it's like more than friends. It's like, it's just kind of hanging out. And you're like, okay, nothing you said just makes sense, but they're hanging out. Then the next level, and this really became like a thing, and it's going to kind of date me a little bit, but this really became a thing when I was like at the end of my high school years. Everyone was like talking about, they're not like, they're not hanging out. They're not dating. They're just, they're just hooking up. Okay. We all know what that means. Okay. We're not talking about that. Okay. But here's what that means. That seriously is like, hey, we're not, we're not dating. Definitely not dating. That's like, woo, we're not dating. We're not really hanging out, man. I mean, let's be honest. We're just, we're just hooking up. Say, Scott, why are you giving us this like kind of weird old school progression? Because here's why. Two things. I really believe this is a big deal. Here's the first thing. You go from courting to dating to hanging out to hooking up. Here's one reason I think that's a really, really big deal. Is because that, as you progress down that line, it becomes less and less biblical. You're like, dude, come on, you bring up the Bible. Okay, you, you're in church, okay? I hope you know we're going to talk about the Bible at some point tonight, okay? But as you look at the Bible, as you look at stories about people, because there are relationships in the Bible, there's entire books about relationships in the Bible, and you look at all these different people who courted and kind of had this, like, they weren't married, but they were on their way to marriage, and you kind of look, okay, you see courting, and, and you can even stretch it probably to say, okay, dating, if you do it right, and you date well, and it's kind of more courting, where it's kind of an open thing, and you're pursuing this girl, and, or pursuing this, this guy pursuing you, whatever, then, then we can see that. But here's what becomes less and less biblical is you don't find in the Bible anywhere a hooking up or a hanging out. And if you do, it's, it's like said, like, don't do that. That's a negative context. So why is that important? Here's why it's important. As we lay a foundation tonight, you've got to know 
our heart is to say, okay, what is God's word saying? Because as we said, we want a new look at dating and relationships. Because we know what the old look is. Flip on Twitter, flip on the movies, read the books, look on, you know, put your headphones in. That's the, the regular perspective. That's the regular look at dating and relationships. We're saying, okay, let's open God's word and let's get a new look. A new look at dating and relationships. And here's what we see in the Bible. We do not see hanging out, hooking up. Here's why I think that's a big deal. It's because now we're so flippant with relationships. The reason why it's so dangerous to have this uncommitted view as we lay the foundation tonight of we just kind of flippantly walk into relationships and we kind of text and we tweet and we kind of give our emotions and our heart to these people that haven't really committed to us to give to them. As we look back, and some of you guys already do, and I know I do in my life, we look back and we see heartbreak, and we see like trails of tears, and places that we went that we didn't really want to go, and we see this whole line of things. Why? Because we were in relationships that we thought maybe we were committed into, and they weren't committed to, and maybe we were just hanging out or hooking up, but we see it's very dangerous when you jump into those situations, and everyone's not on the same page. And there's this lack of commitment, this lack of ownership. And so I wanted to bring that up as we jump into him and her, a foundation for a new look at dating and relationships. So here we go. Tonight's talk, that was just the intro, okay? We're jumping in right now. Here we go. Tonight's talk is called Just Stop Searching for Love. You're like, oh boy, here we go. Taking notes, write that down, write it in a notebook. We lay a foundation tonight. Before we jump into what you should do, we want to put the brakes on some things that we've seen and I've seen in my life and some of your leaders have seen in their lives. As we jump into this, we want you to stop searching for love. I want you to remember what we talked about earlier, and I think hopefully you all got on the same page, that we are a culture obsessed with romance and dating and love. If you have a Bible tonight, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 1. As we look at just stop searching for love, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 1. And here's why we're going to do that. It's in the very beginning of the Bible, there's four words that we want to lay as a foundation tonight. Four words in the beginning of the Bible that kind of give us a brand new look at dating and relationships over the next few weeks. So if you have a Bible, Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 1. Four simple words. Here they are. On the count of three, we're all going to say that as loud as you can. Okay, loud and proud. Here we go. One, two, three. In the beginning, God. First words of the Bible. Like if you you maybe picked up the Bible and tried to read it, you at least got that far. Okay, maybe you stopped like halfway through Genesis. You got bored or whatever. Genesis chapter one, verse one. If you've ever tried to read the Bible or maybe you've sat in sermons, you've heard that before. In the beginning, God. Here's why this is super important as we lay a foundation tonight. Is no matter what Nicholas Sparks says, no matter what Twilight says, no matter what your Twitter feed says, no matter what any song you might be listening to, the Beatles song or the newest song on the radio, no matter what they say about love, here's what we want to remember throughout this series. In the beginning, God. I thought I was talking a lot like creation and stuff. What does that have to do? Like connect the dots for me right now. You've got love, series, all this stuff about dating relationships, and in the beginning, God. How's that mesh up? Here's how I think it meshes up. That's our starting place because here's what happened in the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, in the beginning, God, and he starts creating things. 
He starts creating, I mean, he creates the whole universe. He creates the earth. You guys have read it. He creates the sun, the moon, all the trees, all the animals. And then in verse 27 of Genesis chapter 1, which all traces back to those first four words, in the beginning, God. Here's what we find. It says, God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1.27. Here's what that says. In the beginning, God created him and God created her. Like before Nicholas Sparks ever wrote a word on a page, before you ever watched your Twilight movie or ever saw anything or heard anything on MTV, God says, out of nothing, I am going to create a relationship. I'm going to create a man, I'm going to create a female, and I'm going to say, hey, I want you guys to be married. I am going to create him and her. And here's why this is foundational for us. Is because instead of looking to all the other areas for advice and professional help and how to get a girl and how to get a guy, we're going to go back to the maker, the creator, and say, okay, if he's the one that made it, what does he say about it? Like, I have a forward focus, okay? It's super, like, not cool. I know that's, like, not cool. I thought it was really cool at one point, but it's not. It's missing two hubcaps, and it's kind of a ghetto blaster, okay? So here's my forward focus. And sometimes when something's running funny, I'll take it to, like, an auto zone or, like, one of those, like, you know, cheap mechanics. And I'll say, hey, what's wrong with it? And it never fails if you have car experience. It never fails. They're like, oh, well, man, you need to blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there knowing nothing about cars. And they're like, all that's going to run you is about $6,000. And I'm like, What? Like, for what? Like, it, I, I heard a noise, and you want me to give you $6,000. Now, what would be unwise if I just said, you know what? Let me just give you this $6,000. You do whatever you want to my car, and then I'm going to be on my happy way, and hopefully my car is going to work fine. No, what I'm going to do and what you should do in that situation is you're going to say, okay, cool. I, I, I Thank you, AutoZone, for your recommendation. But I'm going to take it to Ford because Ford's the one that made the car. And I'm going to say, hey, there's what, I know you're more expensive because you're like the dealer, but here's what AutoZone says. I want you to tell me because you made the car what is wrong with it. And that's all we're saying is we look at in the beginning, God, he made man in his own image, and he created female in his, his image. He created them. He is the maker. He is the creator. And so instead of looking all over the world and all over your lives for some advice or some thing that's going to satisfy you in a relationship, here's what we're saying. Go back to the creator of him and her. He's the one that made it. He's the one that knows how it runs. He's the one that knows how it works properly. You may not like the answer, but he's the maker. He's the one that made it all. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. I really want to focus on three, four words there, and here's what they are. In his own image. Here's what God did thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Is he made man in his own image. Here's what that means. He didn't just make a man and say, okay, I made you. I'm going to put my name on you. He said, no, not only did I make you, but I made you in my own image. Fast forward a few thousand years to whatever year you were born on that day in that hospital bed or in that hospital room, even before that nine months when I made you. What does that mean? In my own image, your soul has a stamp on it that God says, you are mine. I made you. I created you. In my own image, I created them. You say, okay, why is that so important? Because here's what we see in 
in, in teenage culture, and really not even in teenage culture, just in the culture that we live in, is we see people chasing with everything they have, leaving a trail of just heartbreak and messed up mistakes where they say, hey, I'm trying to find in Mr. You know, Bob over here or Sally, who I want you to tell me that I'm valuable. I mean, he didn't return that text, or he didn't, I left him a note on his car, or I, I gave her that Valentine's Day present, and it just didn't come back the way I wanted. And you're saying with your, with your life, you may not say it with your mouth, but you'll say it with your life, hey, I want you to give me value. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, God created you in his own image. Here's what that means. He puts a stamp on you and says, you have value. You have God value. I made you. So stop searching for love in these guys or these girls. And even more now than ever, with all the technology that we have, we say, hey, man, I'm trying to get you to tell me that I matter. I'm trying to get you to tell me that I have value by the way that you talk to me, by the way that you, you, you text me, by the things that you say to me, and by the things that you don't say to me. We are searching the globe for some girl or some guy to give us value. Here's what I feel feel like we find in the Bible as we lay a foundation for this series. We give ourselves away. We give our hearts away. We give our emotions away. Sometimes as young as like junior high school, we're giving parts of ourselves away that we're, we're never the peoples that we're giving them away to, all in hopes that we'll gain some value that God has already says you have. But people don't know that. People walk through relationship after relationship, and it doesn't stop when you go to college, and sometimes it doesn't stop when you graduate college, and if you don't find that person that you think is the one, you keep searching, and you keep searching, you keep searching, and sometimes, if you're not careful, you'll just keep giving parts of yourself away, giving parts of your heart away, giving parts of your life away to people that don't deserve it, all in hopes to find value that you'll never get from some person. Some of you guys have lived that. Like you have, as I'm saying that, you're thinking of that person's name or that scenario or that situation. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mental note. Because there's going to be a time where the enemy of this world is going to pressure you into getting into a situation where you're looking for value in something that will never be able to give you value. I love my wife. Like, we have an awesome marriage. We've been married for four years. I know her. She's my best friend in the whole world. But here's what I never come to Candace and do. I never come to Candace and say, Candace, will you show me that I matter? Will you show me that I'm like, would you satisfy me completely to the, to, to, to the ultimate end of my life? Will you show me with everything that you can be that I matter in this world? Because here's what's never going to happen. She can't ever do that. Ever. I can't do that for her. That boy or that girl could never do that for you. But we search for it. We look around in the scene, and maybe you've got a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or maybe you're headed that way, and that's what we think. We would, again, we would never say that. But by the way we live our lives, the way we talk to them, the way we receive messages from them, and we're ready to receive signals, and we're trying to, like, you know, decipher the signals. What did she mean by that? What do you mean by that? And, hey, some of that's, like, just normal getting to know people. But when it crosses a line of you're looking for something that they can never give you, that's when we start getting dangerous. Because then we start doing, going to desperate measures, and we start saying, no, I'm not getting the response I want. So let me do this, or let me do that. Let me jump into this way of life. And here's why we're telling you this tonight. It's because unless there's a course correction in some of our lives, 
we are headed down a nightmarish track. But we'll run into you years from now, and you'll just be heartbroken for me if I keep heading down this track of thinking that somebody can give me value that God's already said I have. I don't know for some of you, especially junior hires, that's like really big, lofty stuff. You're like, man, I'm not living there at all right now. Again, this is all foundational to the stuff we're talking about. In the next couple weeks, we're going to get really practical. But we wanted to lay a foundation tonight. This is the first thing. If we don't stop searching for some people around us to give us love and affection and satisfaction and value, we're headed down a very, very, very dangerous track. The story goes on as we finish up tonight. And a train wreck happens in chapter 3. Most of you guys have heard the story. But God said, hey, trust me. There's going to be this deceiver that comes in and is going to try to get you to disobey me. And they didn't trust God. The relationship between God and these people, the people that he created, is broken. It's severed. This cataclysmic curse of sin drops on the planet. And here's what we also see. Him and her, the perfect union that God made, that's also broken. Because the guy starts blaming the girl. Like typical guys, just be careful with that, okay? The guy starts, hey, oh no, that was her. She's the one that did that, God, not me. And all of a sudden, the girl, there's this, this shame enters the world. And they realize that, that, they, didn't, that they were naked. And, they, and they're like, man... What is happening here? And all of a sudden, him and her became much more complicated than God originally planned. And God, God comes in the scene and he makes a promise. And he says, this is, this is a train wreck and, and it's a bad news situation. And my relationship with these people has been severed. It's been cut off. But I'm going to make this right. I'm going to make this relationship right. And just like he always does, God came through on his promise a few thousand years later. Jesus came as the son of God. God in the flesh came to make this relationship right. He became sinless lamb and laid his life on the line, gave his life on the cross. Why? So that God could have the relationship that, that, that was intended originally for people. So, man, I thought this was a series on dating. Now you're talking about the cross. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. As a foundation... Without Christ, we see in the Bible, we cannot have a relationship with the Father. Like that's the story of the, of the cross, that Christ came so that that relationship between us and the Father would be healed. That, would be, that, 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 was, that which was broken would be healed, would be made whole. Without Christ, you cannot have a, re, a relationship with the Father. But here's the other part we don't talk about very much. Without the Father, without God... We don't have a shot at a relationship with him and her. Like, oh, man, I knew it was going to take a turn for that. Well, I'm just looking at the Bible, and I'm looking at all the series of heartbreak and craziness that we see at the end of those at the stories, and we see all that go down. And here's what you, you pretty much never see is the father at the center of that. Sometimes, yes, listen, I know we live in a broken world, and you guys are like, man, I've been in those situations, and we were all Christians, and the Father was the center of it, and it just went awry, it went broken. Hey, sometimes that happens. We live in a fallen, jacked-up world. But here's what we see in the Bible. Without Christ, a relationship with the Father, impossible. And I believe without the Father, a relationship with him and her, impossible. Why? 
because we can't keep taking our, our lives and our relationships to all these other mechanics and saying, hey, fix this. Fix this broken relationship. No, we go to the maker. We go to the creator of him and her, and we say, hey, how, how do you want this to work? How do you want this to play out? 